0: Welcome to The Breakdown, where we dig deeper into Sunday's sermon, talk about life, and encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Hey, welcome to another episode of The Breakdown. Today we have a special guest. Um, I mean, he's really special. He's not really a guest because he's been on the podcast
1: quite a few times, but we have Brian LaRue. Glad to be here, man. I think I probably am the most uh, returned guest, Yeah. uh, probably because I preach here and there. So I'm (laughs) I'm glad to be a returned guest. I'm honored. I I love,
0: uh, I think the last time we did a podcast together, man, I was so amped when I left here. And um, from this particular topic that we're talking about today, we're talking about unity. We're in Ephesians. We're in this series. We're going through the whole book. We're in chapter four. This one, out of all the sermons, not just because you preached it, but the topic for me, I think hit me the hardest. Really? Well, we'll get into that. We're not going to start off deep and sure. all that. We're going to start off. We'll have some fun. Um, but I have I have a question for you about unity. Yeah. When I think about unity, I think of of a well-oiled machine, just something that's firing on all cylinders. And then I think about sports. Sure. So... What is or who have you seen in the
1: past or the present? Just a sports team that's unified. Uh, you know, unified is a, a strange word because even in these the teams I think of, there's there's strife. You know, like there's two teams that I thought I thought of uh, when you asked me that question. One is the Bulls with Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Had a little strife. Yeah, they had strife, but. The other thing is they had unity many times on the court. Like they could put any a guy that could shoot threes. They brought in B.J. Armstrong to, yeah. to Kerr, to Craig Hodges, and then they'd also bring in these other big guys like Luke Longley. Uh, I can't even think of all the other big guys. They Scott Williams. Like they'd bring in these no names. Yeah. And Phil Jackson, with his Zen mode, would <laughs> figure that out with jordan the alpha male and they would figure it out like and there was unity on the court there was a lot of you know now that we see the you know the i can't even think of it the last dance the last dance we've seen behind the stands the scenes a little bit of yeah there wasn't always unity and they had to fight for unity yeah like when you're preaching man it was like it's like they had issues with their secondary you know beliefs but we're gonna win together
0: yeah they had a core goal in mind
1: Who's your second team? I mean, uh it was probably the Patriots. Just it, Patriots. I think it goes to those teams who have sustained long where Belichick's been that, you know, the guy that's kind of kept some people let other guys walk and yeah. they said we're going to win, we're going to do it our way, we're going to do it the Patriot way, you know, like <laughs> um any of those teams that have done sustained winning for a long time yeah, is where right. I, I kind of I see this there must be some unity or there must be some leadership that is is setting the culture for, for sure for the team,
0: yeah, the two that come to mind when I think about it is um the redeem team, okay man they had a goal, and that was to not suck like they did right. <laughs> the Olympics before that, but I sure. think about uh, I just watched a documentary uh, on Netflix about them and the type of players they had on that team, they had some big names yeah and they had to really come together. And coach K was uh, a pivotal part of that and getting them all on the same page to put um, their issues aside of, you know, what team they were on the NBA and and really go out there and win it, you know? And like you said, I think they had that, that goal in mind um, to win it all. Sure. And they put everything else aside. And then the second team uh, it's, Modern day, but the Golden State Warriors, yeah. Um, man, when they first, when Steph Curry first started shooting, you know, four or five feet, you know, behind the three point line, blew my mind, right? But they were so unified in the way they played, they changed the whole game of basketball, yeah. I mean, now you go out to any park where kids are playing, what are they doing? Every kid is behind the line, I mean, shooting threes, right? I, I, I remember if I would have shot a three in a game and my dad was coaching me he had to call a timeout and tell me to sit on bench. Right. Like, what are you doing? Like, that is not a high percentage percentage shot. Sure. But they were so unified and, and they did it so well that it became this trend. And even with I mean, they have strife, they have strife right sure. now with oh, yeah, yeah. You know, Draymond, you know, beating up on teammates, but they they come together, they set those things aside and they get the job done. Yeah. Um, which I, I think kind of perfectly segues what segues into uh, the message that you that you had for Sunday was it was this idea of unity. Give us a little synopsis. A little um, remind us what your sermon was about. Sure, uh,
1: really kind of just talked about set the table of you know Paul's bringing this back up once again of the this idea of unity, and here he's really gonna. I felt he's talking to the church in Ephesus, you know. Um, and just really trying to focus on that. Like we've got to make every effort. We've got so much in common. We have mm-hmm. the one Lord, one baptism, one faith. Like he kind of points those things out and it just kind of gives you some really difficult things. Make every effort. That's really like yeah. specific, uh, completely humble, You know, bearing with one another in love, patience. Those are really, it's a tall task, man. Yeah, those um, are heavy phrases. They're not just like, Hey, do this for a
0: time like they're an ongoing process that that Paul's laid out for us to show us how to bear with one another. And, and you started out. I loved I love this. Like, hey, it's OK whenever we we have to agree on certain things. Right. There's yeah. essentials of the faith. And, and you kind of laid those out. You know, we, we have to believe God is who he is, about sure. Jesus, the Holy sure. Spirit, sure. Um, that the Bible is uh, true. And then there are some things in our faith where that are, are secondary issues um, that we may not have the same opinion or idea of, but those things are okay to not agree upon. Yeah. I love that you said it's okay that somebody has a different opinion than you. It's that's, that's hard to admit. like Sure. But it's, it's easy to see and it's easy to even experience within the church. You're not always going to agree on everything. Right. As long as you agree about those main points, I think you're good. And everything else will follow. And then (laughs) the second one, really, which caught my attention and is still working on my heart is, hey, your opinion isn't always the right way. Like, it's okay. Opinions are meant to be changed over time. You know. Sure. I've had my opinion on things that have changed. Yeah. Even in scripture. Like, things that I held on to. um, Sure. That that I thought I would forever hold on to. True. And then you have a conversation with someone and you're like, well, make, make a point. And slowly over time, those things change. But those things really never change my my core beliefs. No, things that that shouldn't be shifting. Uh, and if those things are shifting, then then we have a problem
1: there. Agreed. And plus, I like that tenet of the restoration movement: that essentials, unity, opinions, liberty, and everything. Love, like very, mm-hmm. you know, like I just think it went well with that Ephesians four. Mm-hmm. Like it has that those same kind of underlying i felt like maybe i'm wrong there i was i don't know i just always loved that no i I don't like calling it a slogan because i kind of feel like but (laughs) it's the motto you know the mantra i didn't know what i I kind of played with that word but i was like it's a theme it's a it's a i don't know maybe it is i like the word mantra i didn't think of that one but i like that mantra better than you know the slogan i i didn't know how to table that or phrase but it's,
0: that it's that that slogan or whatever you want to call it is free yeah i mean to go into a group of people knowing that you're not going to agree about everything and that's okay kind of takes some relief off of me yeah uh, I, I love to study and read and try to to have the right answer for things sure but at the same time it's okay if I don't have all the answers, right? It's okay. If I take some time to listen, uh, we were talking at lunch, man, I, I've really been reminded with this, with this sermon to listen, like maybe not even maybe there are people out there that know more than you, Brennan. <laughs> like there are, there are people out there that, that have, have knowledge on these, these secondary opinions or these secondary issues. And it's good to listen. Sure. Um, I, I, we were talking at lunch about how we how we interact with people with these um, these secondary opinions, and I think Paul lays this out of how we're how we're to live within the context of the church. Uh, and the first thing that he tells us to do is to be humble. Um, the word humble, I think, for Americans is is a tough word. We don't even know what that is, right? We don't, but it's it's this idea of putting yourself below something, or um, I, I think of whenever you're in the the, the same room as a king or a really important person, they would bow down to these people to show their position that, that this king is higher than they have a higher standing than you do. Um, and so when I think of, of being humble, I think of, all right, so this person thinks differently than you put yourself below them, sure. give them the benefit of the doubt, yeah. show them love. Listen to their stance, and then from there you can you can have a conversation. But how does how does
1: being humble help us to to keep the unity? I think it, it's very simple. Goes put putting other people before yourself, right? And that means sometimes their opinions before yours. Whether it is on a let's say it's like one of the ones I put on there. It's end times or it's worship styles. Yeah. I I don't like that mode of worship. It's not my, it's too fast or it's too slow, whatever it may be. Like you go either side of the spectrum and just say, you know what? Because I love you, mm. I'm, I'll I'll sing that either too fast or too slow Yeah. or too loud or too quiet. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to humble myself because we all have our own, if we had it our way, yeah. you know, like, of <laughs> course. <laughs> but like we talked about, my way is not always right. I need yeah. to be humble enough to say that, you know what, in love, I will... Kind of goes with the second one. I'll be patient. They go hand in hand. All right. Yeah. I don't have to have my way right away. Like, it's not Burger King. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> my life shouldn't be like that. It should be putting other people before ourselves, you know, like that golden rule, right? Do unto others as you want done to yourself, right? It's so hard. And I don't
0: think that we're removed just because of the time period we live in, but America in general has this idea of the self. Sure. Um, If I would have to choose the idol of worship of our country, it's the self. And we have this, what people call the consumeristic mindset of, if I'm going to do something, it it better benefit me. And so I'm going to go to a church that benefits me. I'm going to be around people that are going to benefit me. And all these characteristics of keeping the unity are the antagonist of that. It's It's not about you, is it? No, none of this is... I don't want to be patient. Like my nature, if I'm I'm self-oriented is all right, I'm going to do things my way or, or no way. Yeah. And, and so being patient, being humble, being gentle. Oh man. I, I think I struggle with this one with certain, with certain people, like certain, certain people I, I don't have gentleness for sure. or certain topics okay. come very harsh or rash or Or I'll take these secondary issues of, Oh, I don't like that song. Like, let me tell you why I don't like that song without even being asked or without even being prompted, like, I just need somebody's ear, you know? (laughs) And and, and it's, it's, it's really, it goes to say the way we say things really matters. And and if we're not gentle, that unity isn't going to be there. And, uh, we were talking about this uh, while we we're eating um, and, and you said, you know, when, when you do bring up stuff in a loving way, like it's okay that, to have a disagreement or an opinion about a secondary issue. And it's okay to talk about those things, but do it in a way that's, that's pleasing, that's pleasing to God. That's, that's loving. Like you said, in everything have love. Like that's, and that's, that's the idea of, Sure. We don't have to agree. But when we talk about those
1: things, be gentle. Yeah. You know, if you meet somebody who's not gentle and you can tell they're really fired up about this. Yeah. And if I meet them with fire. Who? It, but if I meet someone with fire, with water, with gentleness. Yeah. It's going to help that. I don't want to. Mm. I think there's a proverb in there, a proverb that talks about, you know, a stoking Anger, like if you continue to stoke that, it's going to grow and grow and grow. Like yeah. don't pour gas on something that's already no. all fire. Like that's dangerous. Like if I'm if I'm angry about it and they're angry about it, that's not somebody's going to walk away saying something that's not loving or unity or anything. But if I, if they're angry or they're really fired up about something, and I come to them with gentleness. That helps. Doesn't mean I have to back down from it. no no. But if I can be gentle, I don't have to fight fire with fire
0: yeah you know what i'm saying and, and it just made me think the way that we show gentleness is by understanding the other side yeah and i think when we listen we're more prone when we're patient when we humble ourselves we're more prone to being gentle right and so if you don't agree with me on end times but i hear your stance and i ask questions i think that's that's a good really practical tool to have is just to ask questions yeah not not demeaning questions but questions to really understand their position sure because really i think a lot of disunity is is made because of misinformation and so maybe we really didn't understand your stance on that Uh, or that's why as a church we have um doctrinal stances Mm -hmm. uh, about things that are, are core to us but also about secondary issues because we want to be clear in what we believe and and we do it in a gentle way, but to bring unity, we really need to understand each, each position. And then the the last one was, was bearing with one another in love. And I I love that, that phrase bearing because it shows that it's, it's a, a long period. It's not just something that you know, happens today and ends tomorrow. Like over time, we have to bear with one another in love, okay. which really shows that the church is meant to—it's created to be withstanding. It's—it's it's created to to bear some heavy stuff. Yep. And and I think when we do that in community, when we do that over a long period of time, it really brings
1: unity that you can't create overnight. Yeah, I agree. It's going to take time, right? It's, it's not going to. You yeah. can't just run whenever something doesn't go your way. Yeah. You can't just say, I'm going to take my ball and go play somewhere else. I mean, you just say, you know what? I'm going to bear with this body who I love. I'm mm-hmm. going to bear with him. I'm yeah. going to be, you know, I'm going to be here for the, the good times, the bad times, the waves, the, I'm going to, I'm going to stay because uh, I'm going to bear in love, you know?
0: Reminds me of, of James. Um, if you, if you're uh, a weekly listener to the podcast, um you've heard a lot about james the last couple of weeks because that's what we're studying on our our connect group but james warns us that there's going to be trials he says there's going to be trials and tribulations but guess what endure be patient because the testing of that produces this this everlasting faith and and it's the same within the local body you know whenever we don't agree with something endure because it's going to teach you something about yourself and and something about the the church it's going to teach you to grow you in gentleness and patience and and humility, those are good things. Those are things that are not going to go wasted within the the local body. Um, but speaking of the local body, whenever I was was prepping for um, this this podcast, I thought about the Christian realm in general. So not just like the Christian church at Galilee, but um, in the United States. And yeah. I'm a big podcast listener love watching youtube videos and i follow a lot of of um i don't even know what you would call them but content creators that like to to nitpick on secondary issues okay maybe nitpick isn't the right word they like to discuss secondary issues and they'll take they'll take like this famous passage and say oh well they believe on this so they're wrong and it's very demeaning yeah um it's very one-sided it's like well this is what i believe but that person never has the opportunity to really say well no you misunderstood this is actually what i believe right
1: what do you think that that shows the world just think it gives uh, i mean so often we make jesus look really bad with the way we live and the way we call each other out the way we treat our brothers and sisters and that just it's heartbreaking kind of i don't know my sermon a little bit i hit on that about the guys that love to stand on the corner with the megaphones and call yeah. people out. Like, it just, I just don't see that as very helpful. And, like, yeah, these guys that do create content about that, they're going to get clicks and they're oh, going to get so many. Right. Because, because that's what
0: the world wants. Like, yeah. that's what our flesh
1: wants. But it's not making every effort to, for unity, is it? Yeah. No, it's not. It's making every effort to get clicks and likes and subscribers. Yeah. You know, like, um, just just one of those things
0: and I, I think really um to tie in the message from sunday you talked about jesus praise for his disciples and for the church to come and he's like i want you to be one so that people will know who i am like so that that my glory is shown it's so important because whenever we we participate in the antics of social media of of getting hyped up on secondary issues. We show the world that we're not one, Right. I don't want to be a part of, uh, of a divided anything, you know, I don't want drama. Right. Like you said, like nobody is looking for drama, nobody. And I think when we put that out there, it gives really God a bad name. Like we are not, we are misrepresenting who, who God is. And that's, that's dangerous. Now, now I'm all for going to people who who say they're Christian and those core foundational truths. They're they're speaking heresy, sure. you know. Right. But we can do that in a humble and gentle and loving way. Sure. You still don't have to be super fiery about that. Now they continue to 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 do those things. Scripture gives us. A way to, and, and how to handle that sure. you know take an elder right go go with more than one person like they're taking every step to keep the unity right and, and i think that for us today it's just so easy to just cancel people right like oh well you don't you don't believe in my secondary issues you're not you're not a, a post-millennial list all right we can't we can't break bread together.
1: They're already going against Jesus. I mean, the Jesus doesn't say, "Well, if you have a problem with a brother, film a YouTube video about them or yeah. a podcast about them." No. What do you do? You go to the brother, right, one on one. Yeah. I mean, they're already jumping over four different steps. All every step, really. I mean, they're just creating disunity. It, mean,
0: it, it, and it's sad because I mean, and I found myself watching one this morning, and, and because it was it was clickbait. And I was talking about the chosen and I love the chosen. And it's right. like, oh yeah, well, the chosen they they're all about the Mormons. And I'm like, what, what in right. the world? And you get into it. And the guy, it was clickbait. And he, he took the right approach and, and, and actually going to the scripture that everybody was saying to and actually looking for it for himself. But it's, it's self-seeking to do that. Yeah. It's, it's not putting others above yourself. Like, Those things I feel like are dangerous to mess with because you, we continue to, to, to avoid unity, especially in the American church. We're going to see the decline of the church here. Like when persecution comes, who are you going to be unified with? Like who's going to have your back? I mean, I can't even imagine in the book of Acts when they're, when the church is persecuted who else they thought to run to. They only had themselves. They only had the church. Like right. that was their family. That was it. everything. I, I wouldn't want to be, you know, disunified and, and end up being persecuted and be all alone. You know, that's scary. That's scary. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that, that we talked about a little bit was, was in general, like this, the country that we live in is, It's almost by nature disunified. We have like the Republican and Democrat party that that can never get along. No, of course not. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they ever will, partly because their central focus is now on Christ, but I wonder if that kind of mindset creeps into the church. Like, well, then it's me against you, like your political affiliation or your, your stance on secondary issues, we're now separated. I, I'd love to kind of dig a little bit into that and the idea of how can we, and I guess Paul already gave it to us, like, how can we set aside those differences? Right. And I think he did. Sure. Like he's oh, saying God. you have to humble yourself. Yeah. And so really you have to take a look at, at yourself before you take a look at any anything else. any Anybody else's secondary issues, right. like you looking at yourself, trying to be more like Christ helps relieve all this other issue. True it's going to bring you to unity. Like you cannot not look like Christ. Like if I'm trying to be like Christ, I cannot have disunity. Like those are two opposite ends of the spectrum. I agree.
1: We are in a very like disunified world, right? I mean, I hate it. When it comes to politics or when it comes to so many other things, like for some reason, I don't know if it's the culture or the media or what it is, but you have to either be this or that. Yeah. There is no middle. There is no me seeing this part of your view and that part of my view. Like there's no middle ground. It's either you're on, you're flying this flag or you're flying that flag. If you you fly one or the other, you're the enemy. Uh, You know, it's just, there's disunity. I mean, just it's kind of, we're forced to like, we have to pick a side on everything. And I don't think that's, Totally true, right? Like it's okay to, to, to have differing views on both sides of political, or if you want to go social agendas, like I mean, all different kinds of things. Like we're just pitted against each other. It's either one or the other. There's no truth on either side. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's probably truth on both sides. You know? Yeah, yeah. But we're pitted against each other.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and as as a church, man, I, I I just encourage us to really. Hold firm to those core beliefs. Yeah. Remind each other of those core beliefs over and over and spend more time on those core beliefs than anything else. Sure. Like Those secondary issues are fun. It's fun read it, reading Revelation. It's, it's hard, especially when you get a group of people together studying it. But to remind each other of who God is, I think really will help us to remain unified. Sure.
1: I definitely like preaching a sermon uh, when I feel like personally, like we're really unified. Like I, I just love that because I think it's something we have to tuck away and we got to continue to fight for that yeah. unity. Like, I don't feel like maybe there's this unity going on. I don't know about, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like I kind of have a pulse of the church, you know, like yeah. I've been here for a long time and talk with a lot of people and I just feel like we're pretty unified. And But I hope that doesn't, Let's not sit back on our yeah. haunches. Let's continue to fight for that. Let's not be right? complacent because no. you have
0: to fight for that. It's right. not a a passive type of thing where we're just going to be unified.
1: No, so that's not the way unity works. You've no. got to fight for it. Like you have to. At my home, in my marriage, in my with my kids, I we're fighting to keep the unity. We why because it's, we want that. Yeah, and that's what God wants. So we're gonna we're gonna fight for that. If there's a couple of the kids are quarreling, we're gonna help. Hey, that's not, no, we want to be unified. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if me and my wife don't see eye to eye, we've got to fight for unity. You know, yeah. like, I, I've got to humble myself sometimes. And sometimes I got to be more patient and mm. on down the list. Like I, I, I've i got to be that more of that as well. You know? hey, Amen.
0: No, definitely, definitely understand it. But
1: uh, man, I appreciate you taking some time to do the
0: podcast. Yep. That's uh, always good. We like to end our podcast by saying something that, that we're excited about you got anything going on personally or church-wide that you're pretty pumped about
1: i am super excited for uh thanksgiving is going kind to of become one of my favorite holidays I, I just look forward to it we were talking with family last night uh about our plans and i'm excited for it but they're a little up in the air my grandmother's real sick and mm-hmm. usually people come up here and now are we going to go there so we're just kind of up in the air but i'm still looking forward because i get to see family and i don't get to see them a lot yeah and i look forward to those times so i'm looking forward to that i'd say church-wise um i'm really excited about um we have a deeper life retreat coming up for high school students and i always like love going to that and sitting under teaching and getting to worship where i just get to hang out with our students and yeah. worship and hear the teaching same as them you know And then just dialogue and discuss about it you know so, i like it yeah i like it how about um, you um not too much going on personally we,
0: we, we were able to uh experience the changing of the color of the leaves it's uh, beautiful isn't it? it's gorgeous i mean i'm just looking outside of your window right now and yeah. get the the graveyard all of these it's it's really pretty um we've enjoyed uh, this season literally um and so that was new for us uh, but i have a, a discovering galilee this sunday that i'm pretty excited about cool anytime i get to know um get to know I get an opportunity to get to know uh, a new family. I, I get pumped because I was new not that often, and so I'm um, sure I get to help them really experience what what Galilee's doing here in Jefferson. So I'm pretty pumped about that.
1: Then we have Fall Fest. always yeah. a fun
0: time. Coming soon. Um, that's that's
1: real soon this week Friday. Well, you were talking about discovering Galley. I think that's something that helps keep the unity right because mm-hmm. they. They learn our history. They learn a little bit about these are our essentials. Yeah. Um, this is how we kind of go about church life. And I think it's a good thing for all of us to kind of get on that same page. And this is who Galilee is. Absolutely. You know? So I think it's a good thing that we. And
0: I didn't pay you to plug that. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I didn't get paid. All
0: right, man. Well, we appreciate uh, everyone who listened this week. And we'll see you guys next week. See y'all.